Brett Barons in our podcast studio in Champaign on Neal Street here. Marley Weirda traveling back from the game on her headphones, of course. The <laughs> not the hands-free device thrown in the car on this late night WCI 3 pod edition. Marley, I don't know if maybe we were expecting Illinois to be down 19. I didn't think it was going to be easy against Michigan State after the Spartans beat Indiana over the weekend, but what's your first yeah. initial thoughts from seeing the game in person? Oh my gosh, I drove all the way for this? For this? <laughs> um, no, it was just, um, yeah, just kind of like you said, I, I did expect a fight. I expected it to be close, but this was just an uncharacteristic Illini team I asked Brad Underwood in the press conference a little bit about Io because usually he is kind of this composed, you know, just the leader, a very balanced, neutral kind of force to have on the team. And there were moments where he just kind of like broke down. I mean, you saw it with everyone when they were frustrated, when the shots weren't falling, when, you know, they weren't, the calls weren't going their way. It was, the emotions were were boiling over and I can understand why they were so frustrated. And I definitely think that just played into why they really weren't able to have a good game of basketball. We'll hear from Brad Underwood coming up here in just a couple of minutes, Marley. You know, the Michigan State MO, I guess, for a long time has been defensive battles. They're right. going to muck it up, as Brad said after the game. They're going to make you frustrated. And I know fans are frustrated about the calls, but Michigan State actually had more fouls called against it than Illinois did. So I, yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I, I think it was a gritty kind of game from both teams. Yes, there was some frustrating parts, and there were some missed calls too. I think specifically right. back to the ball off of Michigan State's player's knee that was right in front of the referee and they missed and, and they, they missed uh -huh. a couple of calls i thought overall yeah, but was... i just i just don't think like you can ever i mean i i just never when i'm watching a game i never blame the refs because to me that's like that's out of your control you know right and it goes both ways i mean you know michigan state had five more fouls called against them than illinois did so if, mm -hmm. if you can't just sit here and look at it and say it's, it's the ref's fault illinois lost how about you not miss 12 layups in the first half of Illinois? Yeah, I mean, right. You know, they had opportunities there, and they weren't able, weren't able to capitalize on them, you know? And I just think it was one of those games that Illinois looked to me that they were a little tired from the Michigan or from the Minnesota game. They know mm -hmm. what's at stake here coming up. You win seven straight. You're number five in the country. The pressure's on. Michigan State has to win to even have an outside shot of making the tournament. And while that's still there potentially, you know, they're six and nine in league play. They've got a lot of work to do here to try and make the NCAA tournament for the what would be the twenty third straight season. So I thought the pressure was all on Illinois in that sense. Mm -hmm. And they just didn't live up to it. And after they went up right. five nothing, what was it like in the arena just to see Michigan State come back with that big run, take the lead and, and really never look back in that sense? Yeah, I mean, it was just completely dominant, Brett. Like I mentioned, they just they shut down mentally, physically, um, emotionally, something that I don't think we've seen this team do before. Because sure, they've had 
some bad games, you know, some tough losses, but I think this was unlike any game that that we've seen um, before. And going back to, to the pressure, just being on Illinois, I think it's, you know, just with the two teams in that arena tonight, it was two different kinds of pressure. It was Michigan State that has nothing to lose and Illinois that has just about everything to lose. And you could see that uh, Michigan State just really uh, thrived with with that kind of pressure to take down uh, the number five team in the country. I was actually talking to um, Nick Mantis, one of the sports reporters at our affiliate station, and he said this was unlike anything he's ever seen on Michigan State's end. He was said, hands down, this was the best that they've ever played this season. So I think we have to put credit where credit is due. And I think that's just that Michigan state outplayed them. It seemed like they wanted it more and sure enough, they upset the number five team in the country on their home floor. Yeah. And they had a game plan. I thought they went in and executed it. They were tough. They were physical and they were revved up and ready to play, you know, and, and they went inside a ton, tried to really force things uh, with their size inside. I thought they tried to, obviously make it tough on Kofi every time he got the ball they were triple and sometimes quadruple teaming him in the paint I mean, Michigan State only shot eight threes in the game Illinois attempted 17 and part of that was Illinois trying to come back but uh, mm-hmm. part of that was I thought just the game plan as well that Michigan State does what Michigan State does and good well coached Tom Izzo teams usually seem to play their best ball late in the season and that's what Michigan State's trying to do right now and while they're still hanging on to maybe an outside chance to make the NCAA tournament, I think this further solidifies that Illinois is, is likely uh, not going to win the Big Ten title at this point. I think a one seed is, is still a possibility if yeah. they beat Michigan and Ohio State and don't slip up again. But at this point, unless Michigan just has a huge late collapse here, I think Michigan is, is going to win the Big Ten title. Illinois essentially needed to win out to have any shot of that and needed some help from Michigan losing a couple of times. So, uh, you know, maybe this does take the pressure off Illinois a little bit in that sense to where, okay, right. we're, we're still going to go out and compete. We don't have the need-to-win-out pressure to try and win a Big Ten title, if that makes sense. Yeah, I totally agree. And Trent Frazier had said, too, that it's not about – you know, somebody had asked him, you know, hey, you're in the conversation for, for a Big Ten title. You know, what does this loss mean for you guys? And essentially, he just kind of looked ahead to the NCAA tournament. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, would you rather win a Big Ten title or uh, a national championship, essentially, is is how we put it. So uh, I think maybe this this might bode well a little bit for Illinois heading into to the postseason, maybe to go for a Big Ten tournament championship. Who knows? And and facing this adversity um, could could help them. They use it as a learning experience um, and move on from it. Because unrealistically, they don't really have much time to to harp on this. Because they have Nebraska in in a couple days. Once that plane lands in in Champaign, uh, I. I, honestly, Brad Underwood's probably scouting them again right now, like uh, as the plane uh, flies back there. So uh, we we'll, we'll see. I don't know. It, it could be, as they say, the old cliche, a blessing in disguise for this Illinois team. 81-72. It's pretty amazing they cut it to nine and, and made it that close at the end. They had it 
at nine several times there. Yeah. Never really able to get it much closer than that. Was it 10? And considering they were down 19, I think that's some pretty good effort and shows some fight in Illinois there that they didn't just send it in and, and, and give up essentially on the road. Here's Brad Underwood on, on just the game as a whole and, and what his takeaways were. Yeah, I mean, one of those nights, um, we were due for one. Um, I'll be honest, it, it's, uh, um, I'm not disappointed. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in a, in a really, really good place. Um, they mucked the game up, give them a lot of credit. Um, uh, they've got, uh, there's a reason they foul as much as any team in the country. Uh, they mucked, they mucked the game up, made it ugly. Um, their kids played really hard. Marley, were you surprised that he said he wasn't disappointed in that sense and, you know, he was leaving on an okay terms from the brother. He seemed very pleasant, which was uh, quite a stark contrast from what we we saw on the court because he was, you know, just yelling at, at another level. Um, so, yeah, it, it was it was definitely interesting uh, to say that, you know, we, we were due for one, uh, which you never really hear a coach admit that they expect a loss is coming but he did say that um he had a feeling it was going to happen and sure enough it did and that was just so weird and bizarre to me <laughs> yeah and a lot of times coaches will get those feelings whether they'll tell you or not you know and, and brad i think has been really honest about that for the most part saying hey we didn't have a good shoot around we didn't have good practices whatever that may be and you asking a question too about you know him taking ownership of them not being ready to play and those mental breakdowns and those lapses and, and really just playing out of character for what this team uh, is is made of and we've seen so many second half comebacks and, and like we mentioned earlier I think you gotta still give them fight for not just sending it in and, and giving up right you know 8172 at Michigan State is, is not how they scripted it and you know especially with these stats and, and free throws probably number one Molly for me that stick out yes you, you know you don't oh, miss so many layups but you know they go 19 for 34 from the line, but 11 for 24 in the second half. You just leave so many points out there, and this team is not capable of shooting itself out of that many missed free throws. And those were opportunities where they they had a chance um, to pull away. I don't know if you have the stats in front of you. I, I'm wondering what, what Kofi shot from the free throw line. Yeah, he was 3 for 11. I mean, that's oh. just brutal. Right. And that's been an issue for Kofi kind of this whole season. Uh, and they they got to find a way to, to for him, especially because, you know, he does get fouled so often and, and teams are going to try to do that. And maybe now, I mean, certainly you saw it against uh, today against Michigan state is it, it worked in, in their favor. They were fouling Kofi and he didn't make any of his free throws. So if that continues to be the case for the rest of the season, I think that is just a really big weakness that they're opponents can exploit moving forward yeah and he goes five of 11 from the field as well so right. there's a lot of missed opportunities there you know Kofi misses eight free throws Io misses four only shoots 50 percent from the line and I, I think back to when he absolutely got annihilated on the head and I didn't yeah. think he get up from that I mean that was pretty impressive that he was able to compose himself and, and get up and go 
shoot those free throws, but, you know, he misses the free throws on that. Misses two, and then they get another second chance out of the possession, and more missed free throws, and it just, it was not Illinois' night, and, and that happens. You know, I, they, they're going to have games like this. It's just disappointing that you do it against the Michigan State team, who, you know, is not top 50 in the Tim Palmer in the net, and here's more sound from Brad Underwood just about uh, the game overall and how he feels moving forward. Man, I loved our fight. I, I loved what we did. I, you know, we got 30 layups against Michigan State, 30. And we got to the line 34, 34 times. Let's go do that again on another night. And let's see what the outcome is. And so I'm, I'm in an unbelievable place. And again, again, pretty composed thoughts from Brad Underwood, all things considered, for as much as they were down in this game. Marley, final thoughts as you make the trip back from East Lansing on where Illinois stands and, and really quick turns here because, like you mentioned, Nebraska's in town on Wednesday. They, they get in and then they play Thursday at Wisconsin on Saturday. You're turning around, going back to the Mitten State to play Michigan on Tuesday, and then Ohio State Saturday, and boom, that's yeah, it. Yeah, it is a a pretty grueling uh, home stretch of the season here, but I I can see it as a positive for this team as kind of an NCAA tournament prep because when it comes down to the postseason, it's kind of you know one two day preps, uh, scouting for your opponent, and likely opponents who haven't seen before and that was kind of the case that we saw against Michigan State tonight was okay they had two days following their Minnesota win to get ready for this team a team that you know is in the Big Ten but that they haven't seen yet because at this point in the season they're seeing you know repeat opponents teams that they've already played and maybe they can use this here as a learning experience of how to do a little bit bit better with just the short time amount of with the short amount of time that they have to prepare for, um, you know, those games coming up. But uh, it, I can't imagine it's, it's going to be easy. I mean, I'm just thinking about us too, Brad. I'm like, if it's going to be hard for us with all these games in a row and the Zoom on this day and then the game, and then I, I, I can't imagine what it's like uh, for them. They're probably going to go a uh, pretty long stretch here with, without even uh, a rest day. I can imagine they're going to be back in the gym tomorrow uh, and then getting ready for Nebraska and that that isn't easy it, it might help them a little bit to to stay home against Nebraska and just be in their routine in that sense but after that it's boom 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 a couple more games on the road like that so they will certainly need to be ready and just prepare themselves mentally and physically for that because I can imagine it will not be easy. Pretty crazy. We're already to senior day for Illinois here. Right. You know, February 23rd and Illinois are getting ready to play their last home game of the season in just two days, you know, and, and that's it. And they're on the road and they won't be back home. So uh, it to me, it's just nuts. It seems like we just started this crazy ride of this 2021 season. And yet here we are about ready to go into State Farm Center for the final time this season. And, uh, you know, I think overall this team's still 16-6, and 12-4 in the Big Ten, exactly where they want to be. Yes, you don't want to lose at Michigan State, but all things considered, you know, they're still in second place in the Big Ten, and, and um, 
they're, they're right there. They're still fighting for a top four seed in the Big Ten tournament. I feel really good and confident saying that will happen. Yeah. And, and that's not a bad thing. That's no, not a bad thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, this, they're, they're, they're doing just fine. Um, oh, yeah. Have games you lose, especially on the road. That's the nature of the Big Ten Conference. And like we mentioned a little earlier, while this certainly takes a dent out of that one seed line, um, potential for the Illini, you know, they're, they're strongly in that two seed line for the NCAA tournament. And, uh, and that's a really good place to be and a place they have not been in a very, very long time. So, Marley, safe travels back. Glad you Thank got you. to experience uh, your first road trip of the season for basketball. I know you went to the Yeah, it's crazy that it came this late in the season, too. Right? Usually we'd have a couple under our belt, but, you know, the nature of the season and just all that it has brought. So, <laughs> exactly. Well, your next trip will be at the Big Ten Tournament where Illinois will Can't be wait. most likely playing on Friday. we got a whole lot of coverage coming up before then, but really looking forward to that as well. And uh, safe travels back. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much for listening to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. For Marley Weirda, I'm Brett Behrens. Until next time, have a good night.